Hello, this is Siddharth from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily news. Today is Saturday, the 4th of September. India recorded 42,618 new COVID-19 cases and 330 deaths in the past 24 hours, pushing the death toll to 4,40,225. The Press Trust of India has quoted researchers at the Institute of Mathematical Sciences Chennai saying the country's R value rose sharply to nearly 1.2 in the last couple of weeks, influenced mainly by the rise in cases in Kerala and Maharashtra. The R value, dear listener, reflects the speed at which the infection is spreading in a given area. According to a report by Hindustan Times, the Delhi government is set to meet the overall national target of administering both the doses to all adults within two or three months. Meanwhile, Mumbai became the first district in the country to reach the milestone of administering 1 crore COVID-19 vaccinations. According to data uploaded on the COVID portal, Mumbai has administered vaccine doses up to 1 crore 63,497 people. The Election Commission of India today announced the bi-poll for Bhavanipur Assembly constituency in West Bengal, in which Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee will be expected to contest. The bi-poll is set to be held on the 30th of September. The election body, however, decided to not hold bi-polls in 31 other assembly constituencies and three parliamentary constituencies. The counting of votes will be held on October the 3rd. A statement from the Election Commission said it decided to hold the bi-poll in Bhabanipur, considering the constitutional exigency and special request from State of West Bengal, as Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee intends on contesting from the constituency. Senior Trinamool Congress leader Sobhandev Chattopadhyay had tendered his resignation in May from Bhavanipur Assembly constituency in Kolkata, paving the way for Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee to contest from the constituency. The death of Saeed Ali Shah Gilani kept the lockdown going in Kashmir for the second consecutive day. On Friday, the Kashmir Valley continued to remain under a strict lockdown, with internet and cellular services blocked to prevent any protest over the death of Gilani. A strict curfew was imposed across the valley on Friday with large contingents of police, paramilitary and army personnel deployed. The roads were barricaded too. The internet continued to remain snapped and all cellular networks barring BSNL were shut. The police said voice calls and wired internet would be restored by Friday night. According to the Hindustan Times, mobile calling and broadband services were restored and other restrictions partially removed in parts of Kashmir. However, mobile internet services are yet to be renewed. The Supreme Court has directed the CBI to place before it the number of cases in which the agency was successful in convicting the accused for the trial courts and high courts. It also sought to know the steps being taken by the Central Agency Director, Subodh Kumar Jaiswal, to strengthen the Department for Legal Proceedings. The top court also inquired how many trials are pending in lower courts and high courts and the time duration for the same. A two-judge bench of Justices S.K. Call and M.M. Sundaresh observed that it is not enough for the agency to merely register a case and investigate, but also to ensure that the prosecution is carried out successfully. The bench said, and I quote, We would like to have data regarding cases being handled by the CBI, how many cases the CBI is prosecuting, time period for which the cases are pending in trial courts, and what is the success rate of the CBI in trial courts and high courts. We want to see the success rate of the agency. End quote. The top court, in an earlier hearing, had observed that there was a saga of gross negligence in the performance of duties, 
resulting in inordinate delay in filing cases in the courts and sought a response from the investigating agency's director. The Delhi High Court on Friday granted bail to five people accused for the murder of Head Constable Ratan Lal as well as causing injuries to a Deputy Commissioner of Police during the violence that had erupted in Northeast Delhi in February 2020. The five accused, Furkan, Mohammad Arif, Shadab Ahmed, Suvalin and Tabasum, were granted bail on a personal bond of Rs 35,000, each with one surety, and were directed not to leave the National Capital Territory of Delhi without prior permission of the court. While giving the bail order, the court observed, and I quote, It is the constitutional duty of the court to ensure that there is no arbitrary deprivation of personal liberty in the face of the excess of state power. Bail is the rule and jail is the exception and courts must exercise their jurisdiction to uphold the tenets of personal liberty subject to rightful regulation of the same by validly enacted legislation. End quote. In light of the Kisan Mahapanchayat in Muzaffarnagar, which is scheduled on Sunday, the UP government has beefed up security in the area. According to farmer leaders, discussions at the Mahapanchayat will include the contentious three laws passed by the centre last year. The Samyukt Kisan Morcha has claimed that farmers from Uttar Pradesh, Haryana, Punjab and Maharashtra will take part in the Mahapanchayat. According to the Hindustan Times, six companies of the Provincial Armed Constabulary and two companies of the Rapid Action Force are being deployed in Muzaffarnagar ahead of the event. The Mocha said, and I quote, It is expected that lakhs of farmers will take part in the Kisan Mahapanchayat that will inaugurate Mission Uttar Pradesh of Samyukt Kisan Morcha on the 5th of September in the city's GIC ground. End quote. US President Joe Biden on Friday has ordered the declassification over the next six months of still secret documents from the government investigation into the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Biden is responding to pressure from families of some of the approximately 3,000 people killed during the attacks on September 11, 2001. Biden said in a statement, and I quote, Today, I signed an executive order directing the Department of Justice and other relevant agencies to oversee a declassification review of documents related to the Federal Bureau of Investigation's September 11th investigations, end quote. Biden continued when he said, and I quote, We must never forget the enduring pain of the families and loved ones of the 2,977 innocent people who were killed during the worst terrorist attack on America in our history. End quote. The move comes ahead of the 20th anniversary of the attack, which spurred the then-President George W. Bush to order the invasion of Afghanistan, where the Taliban sheltered Al-Qaeda's leadership. Biden pulled the last U.S. troops out of Afghanistan this week, completing a dramatic evacuation from Kabul's airport after the Taliban defeated the US-backed government and surged back to power. Listener, we have updates pouring in about the crisis in Afghanistan on a daily basis. Along with questions of regional stability, Afghanistan continues to remain geographically and strategically important for India. What are the repercussions we are looking at as a country? Read SM Khan and Shahriyar Khan's take on newslaundry.com titled The Return of the Taliban What repercussions will it have on India and its neighbors? While you're on our website, do consider contributing to our most recent NL Sena project, Kashmir Ki Kahani, a graphic novel about the region. All contributors will get a free signed copy of the comic before it goes up for sale. India has sent about 150 tons of oxygen to Sri Lanka to help the island nation combat the third wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Sri Lanka on September 3rd 
extended its nationwide lockdown till September 13th amidst a surge in the number of COVID-19 deaths and mounting pressure on the healthcare system. The Indian High Commission in Colombo tweeted today, and I quote, Lifeline from India to Sri Lanka, close to 150 tons of oxygen from Vizag and Chennai reached the shores of Colombo, end quote. India, since mid-last month, has been sending urgent supplies of oxygen to Sri Lanka following a personal request for assistance by the Sri Lankan president, Rajapaksa. India's assistance to Sri Lanka during the pandemic has been varied and need-based. Close to 26 tons of essential medical supplies were gifted in April to May 2020. A currency swap of $400 million was provided in July 2020. The first consignment of vaccines, which was donated by India in January 2021, enabled Sri Lanka to roll out its vaccination program ahead of schedule, the Indian High Commission said. Sri Lanka is currently experiencing a rapid rise in infections. As of Thursday, over 9,600 people have died due to the coronavirus and the total number of infections in the country stood at 4,47,757. That's all the news we have for you today. Keep safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 